Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. Enjoy the show. When a cold wind blows, it chills you, chills you to the bone. But there's nothing in nature that freezes your heart like years of being alone. It paints you with indifference like a lady paints with rouge. And the worst of the worst, the most hated and cursed, is the one that we call Scrooge.
Those lyrics come from the pen of the great Paul Williams, and I recite them in honor of the 30th anniversary of the greatest adaptation of Charles Dickens' ghost story. Yes, I said it. The one and only Muppet Christmas Carol, soon to be restored to its original length on Disney+. A cup of kindness that we share with another, a sweet reunion with a friend or a brother. In all the places you find love, it feels like Christmas here on Saturday Matinee. My name is Kyle, and since I'm hosting today, that makes me the ghost of Christmas present. But I can't do it alone. Playing the role of Christmas past is the founder of this holiday feast, podcast impresario, Pete Wright. Oh, God, you just called me old in, like, the most <laughs> elegant way. <laughs> and rounding out our spectral trio, fulfilling the role of Christmas yet to come, a woman with unbridled optimism and one foot always in the future, it's the incandescent Chrissy Lenz. Yes, I'm the ghost who points at things, which That's doesn't right. translate to podcasts. <laughs> I'm pointing at all of you, pointing at your future. Well, the silly season has begun. Uh, so uh, <laughs> what have you guys been uh, watching recently as, as December has descended upon us? Oh, okay. Well, uh, uh, going right along with your fabulous intro, Kyle, I watched Spirited. Ah, yes. With Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. And boy, isn't that just a cute, a cute little lark. Um, it's fabulous. I loved it. I want it to be a stage play. Yes, um, that's, uh, mm -hmm. I thought the same thing. And I want it to be a stage play right now because anybody could sing those parts because they're not really. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of nice like talking. Yeah. In a yeah. song way. Yeah. Um, so, so I think anybody could be Almost a little it. Rex Harrison. They sort of like, you know, they just what, just a little above. Above Rex Harrison? Is yeah. that what you said? Yeah. Law was made a distant moon ago here. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why can't the English? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. So yeah, we, I also saw it and enjoyed it. Uh, so did, uh, so did Pete. I know this because yes. we're going to talk about it in a future episode of Curiosity Codex, which has yet to be released. Uh, we, I got him and uh, Rob Cabasco together to talk about uh, that spirited, excellent, uh, and also some of the things. So even though you didn't know it, you were pitching me a a, yeah. a, a nice promo fastball right across the plate, <laughs> Chrissy. So nice job. That's what I live for: promo fastballs. So Pete. I know you've seen Spirited, but what else have you watched? I've definitely seen Spirited, and I don't know if you've heard, but I love Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special you more do. than you. And Spoiler. I am right about nah. it. <laughs> and also, uh, I think we, neither of us are able to live up to Rob's enthusiasm for A Christmas Story Christmas, which uh, is legendary and large. Uh, but it's also worth watching. For me, I am most excited that I am, I'm as as this show mm -hmm. goes out, uh, last night, Friday night, uh, we'll have released the uh, final episode of the first season of The Peripheral, mm. and I am still really, really enjoying that. And it is, uh, it, it's it's great. It's living up to the book. It's a fun, future -y adventure show in which everything that's future -y doesn't surprise anybody. And I love that so much. Like, the, it's so grounded in amazing stuff. And everybody's looking at it like it's bubble gum on a Tuesday. And it is amazing. So uh, I, I'm really enjoying that. And uh, uh, yeah. And oh, oh, right. I also finally finished the Rings of Power. Have we talked about that? Oh, I have. I have not yet finished the Rings of Power. I still have, I think, two episodes oh, left. It's nuts. just like a bunch of other stuff came out at the same time, yeah. and it just ended up yeah. pushing it down my list. Well, it's, we a, it's like I keep thinking, like, oh, when when we get to Christmas and things settle down, 
Yeah. I'll get a chance to watch some of the stuff that I missed. Right. <laughs> right. I'm the ghost of Christmas future pointing at you and laughing. <laughs> uh, Chrissy, have you seen it? Have you watched all of it? I have not watched all of it. I watched uh, like the first half of it and then I just like, I felt so left behind <laughs> by like what? everything being presented as if like, well, you all remember this person and this place and this object and I'm like but I don't though I don't remember can you just please tell me what it is like I don't know why who do anyone is stabbing I was actually recommended risk by, that um, thing. by a friend of the show Amy Shaw uh, actually recommended uh, a podcast to help her that she said that helped her understand it too it's called the Council of Elrond uh, and the other nice thing about it is uh, they're from the UK. So you get to hear some lovely accents uh, as they're oh. talking about. So they actually went through, like, here's what you need to know going into the show. And then they would, like, break it down as it's like they were they were they were very helpful in terms of, like, keeping everything straight. Because, yeah, I I love the Peter Jackson movies and I've read the books, but like I read them in high school and I have Same. not touched them since. So whenever yeah. they come up like, oh, now here's, you know, here's Grindelwald. And you're like, sure. And is that a thing? Right. Is that a person? Yeah. Is that like, an I was object? so pleased with myself when they in introduced Stella Brembor. I'm like, I know who that is because they use them in the video games. Yeah, that was he's like, he's like one of the main characters in the video game. Yeah. So. Well, I, uh, I enjoyed it. I actually, I, I felt like it took me a little while to get over the hump of that show. You know, they have the mm. humps, these shows. Yes. And I think that's uh, where I, I am. I think I'm yeah. on the hump. I could get over the hump of a number of shows early, and the earlier I get over them, the easier it is to finish them. And, like, the peripheral I got over very early, Rings of Power took me four or five episodes. Like, it was a fight, mm -hmm. and then I just wanted to finish. And, um, and it was rewarding. I have... Uh, no significant problems with that show. Okay. And the internet, I, you've heard of the internet, sort of blew up uh, with like, oh, I called it, I called it, spoiler, mm -hmm. spoiler, et cetera. I yeah. wasn't truly spoiled. Like, I feel like right before it was revealed to me, or you know that feeling like, uh -huh. oh, that was the reveal. That was the big twist secret in shows writ large. Right. And then you feel like you knew it all along. So you feel <laughs> kind of smug. Mm -hmm. That's totally me. Like, I didn't know it all along, but I kind of feel like I do now, which I think is a compliment. Like it's a mark of a good show uh, yeah. that it's able to make me feel rewarded like that. So I, I actually thought it was it was just fine. And still, to the very last minute, you can see every dollar on screen like that. Is <laughs> that is true. A that is true. Beautiful show. So mm -hmm. watch it on mute if you don't love it. It is sure good looking. There's um, some shows that I have seen recently where it's I, I'm like I'm very clearly like, oh, you guys got your budget yeah. cut. Like, yeah, oh. like, yeah. This, it's, this it's one a shame. didn't. Yeah. yeah, this one does not. This one they they went all the way. Uh, so yeah. I have a I have a, a sort of a small challenge. Like we we'll have we'll be playing a game, but I, I this is more of a a topic of conversation because. Uh, I've got an opportunity to show a bunch of stuff to my teenage daughter. Uh, and so we're sort of getting into um, some interesting things and we're actually getting into being able to watch movies on a regular basis. So like she mm -hmm. just got to see the Truman show for the first time. Right. And that went extremely well. And as we were having, and then, so we get into conversations, like, you know, I started talking about beforehand, like here's, sort of where we were at as a society beforehand. You know, I give her like a little like, here's what kind of what we're talking about here. And then also here's where the actors and stuff were before and mm -hmm. what, you know, cause like, to understand, to get that sort of that second level of the Truman Show to go, 
Jim Carrey was known for this. Like he was, you know, like to show, you know, to, to show, to see, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't actually show her Ace Ventura because she would hate it uh, because mm-hmm. it has not aged well. No. Um, <laughs> but she's Sad. seen the mask and so, so like to go like, okay, it's that guy. And then doing this was a huge sort of change. But during the conversations and talking about different people in their careers, I realized she's never seen a Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm. Now I understand, like mm-hmm. I, I so I, I, like like I said, I like to talk to her beforehand. So we're going to talk about language. We're going to talk about uh, the uh, a particular word uh, that Quentin likes to put in his character's mouth. We're going mm-hmm. to talk about that. We're talking about, we're talking about violence. So understand that I I I will have that that covered. <laughs> so Hi, like objective material. Are you going to talk about? We're going to talk about what fetishes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I was going to bring that up too because like it's going to be there. So, but the, my question to you, the my 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 fellow ghosts is where do I start? Like uh, in, like I have the chance to show her the her first Quentin Tarantino movie. I I don't know what it should be. Wow. Right? Wow. That says true romance. You start you go chronological. Oh, you go okay, yeah. that, but not which he did not direct. So you think like right. that's right. A, as a I love that movie, but you think as a way to sort of like get into the rhythms without going full QT? Well, as you said, when you're talking about Jim Carrey, like understanding where he came from, like, you yeah. know, Quentin Tarantino was a, a writer and first and then a director, so that's Okay. The, I, I have zero problems. I have watched, you know I've watched that start, movie in a Kyle, while. His episode of Golden Girls, <laughs> <laughs> and then is that then the rest of the ER that he directed? Yes. Well, I was going to say CSI, which oh, actually, okay. in all seriousness, th- that double episode was extraordinary. Uh, it was really, really great. But so you're going to skip because I, well, I, I don't know. I, that's I don't the know. question, like, though. So, true man's okay. I, I true man's. I, I'll give it a place of honor. That's that's it's great. Sort of, but like when we get into depends. like like his big nine, yeah. But I mean, it sort of depends on what what is the what is it that you want her to get out of it? Like, if you just are interested in, like, the kind of filmmaking, but sort of empty cultural calories that come out of it, you might start mm-hmm. with something like From Dust Till Dawn. It's got the most okay. monstery kind of vampire kind of, like, it It trucks in tropes that you can really True. sink your teeth into, but also is ah. Quentin Tarantino-y. Yeah, do you see yeah. what I did there? Um, I did I I think there. I think if you want to, on, on the other side of that argument, you start with Reservoir Dogs because mm-hmm. it's the most Quentin Tarantino of yeah. Quentin Tarantino, right? It's yeah. like it is the most like white shirt, black tie of right. all of the movies, and and it, long, it sees long conversations, everything. a lot of yeah. blood, yeah, exactly, and and a lot of close up stuff that's. Mm-hmm. That's hard to watch. So I don't know. I feel like um, the, those two are are on the spectrum. Mm-hmm. You want to have conversations about Quentin Tarantino as a filmmaker. You don't start with From Dust Till Dawn. You start with Reservoir <laughs> Dogs, right? And and yeah. fiction. Um, you want to so go. My instinct was to go with uh, Inglorious Bastards because oh, okay. it's it's like it's very ensemble thing, but it's mm-hmm. also it I think holds up. Uh, whereas a lot of the other ones sort of require a little bit more like, okay, here's what was going on in, in this, that's you know sort of outside of itself. Um, plus I also have uh, what I was trying to explain to her about narrative tension. Mm-hmm. I explained, I basically have told her the scene, you know, uh, at the dinner table, you know, with the cream. Uh, yeah, right. <laughs> like, you know, basically to explain sort of how, how you can have an exciting moment without having blood or guts or any kind of stuff. Like it, mm-hmm. it's just yeah. people sitting around a table and it's riveting and you know, to explain that to her. But right. I'm, right. I worry about showing something like that and then 
rewinding back to Pulp Fiction, and you go, yeah. "How is that the same yeah. person?" Same guy, that's yeah. that's why I would get I, I would be more nervous about starting with the later stuff, and particularly okay. Inglorious Bastards and uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which take mm-hmm. a true thing and make it not true, yes. and that I feel like is like it, until you know. Quentin Tarantino and kind of what he's going for in his filmmaking, it makes those okay. emptier. Like, I think you get more out of them once you know what he's all about. I don't know. I, okay. I may be overthinking that, but you immediately just asked me to overthink it. I did. So. Yeah. Uh, Christy, what do you, th- I mean, so are you thinking Re- uh, Reservoir Dogs as well after True Mint? I, yeah, I would. I would go uh, Reservoir Dogs. That's, uh, or, yeah, I would go in order. I would show his okay. path. Um, okay. you know, and I think you can skip some on the journey, <laughs> yeah. but you do the, the big hits, uh, from so like destiny turns on the radio. You think should be off the table. Yeah. I'm... Take that off the, <laughs> off. The I list. am curious. Like, what are the, what are all like, is there a set of films you would skip Chrissy? I'm really curious. Like, what do you think is, <laughs> is what are the, what's the set of well, films? I, for for so me, I would, I, w- I would immediately eliminate hateful eight. Hatefully, I so I would also skip even though I am it's like a really good film like I would skip Jackie Brown and let her Mm. come back to it if if she decides she wants more same with Hateful Eight skip that and let her come back to it if she really wants to like get down into the nitty gritty of of, uh, the Tarantino universe but I would probably do uh, you know True Romance, Reservoir Dogs, Pulp Fiction and then uh, and then skip way ahead to Inglorious Bastards. And where do you uh, where do you put Kill Bill? Oh, shoot. That's, that was actually the one that, that, that's, that's what started the, that's what started the train filmmaker. rolling yeah. is like because Uma Thurman, for whatever reason, has been coming up a lot. Like we yeah. like the, the song has been around, like it came back again in our lives and stuff, too. And I was like, oh, she's never seen Kill Bill. And then I kind of yeah. went, oh, she's never seen a Quint. Like, I don't think you can yeah. start with Kill Bill. Mm-hmm. I don't think so either. I don't think so. So either. that's that's sort of what I'm trying to do is sort of build up a little bit of like you have to understand what it is to get to that point. Yeah. yeah. I I think of the films that uh, Which I know I just I, derailed the conversation you were having with Chrissy, but no, no, no. I I actually I I think it's it's given me stuff to think about. I I think I don't think I would skip. I I like the the Chrissy plan, the Chrissy Pete plan of watching them in order. Um, okay. I I think you could get away with skipping even though I enjoy the film and it took me a while to come around to it, but natural board killers, I think you could skip. Mm. Um, skip. I, yeah, I think you too. could do um, the reservoir dogs, true romance, uh, come back around to from dust till dawn, kill bill. So you're skipping then um, uh, uh, Jackie Brown to come back mm-hmm. to that one. And I also think you could skip death proof, right. Um, or Grindhouse, yeah. right. As, as a whole, like come back to that. It, it isn't uh seminal work of Oop, Tarantino. Back to it. Yeah, if you, yeah, if you really circle, want. Circle back right? around. Um, those Zoe Bell. Yeah, but then we have like those last three films, Django Unchained, Hateful Eight, and Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time in Hollywood. You're going to skip Hateful Eight. Um, yeah. But uh, Django, keep in there. Django. And Once Upon a Time. So. so Inglorious Django and Once Upon a Time. I think uh, I'm yeah, an absolutely. island that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is one of my very, very favorites of his. Like, uh, I, yeah, so I, 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 I like that. I was actually really, really pleased with it. Yeah, I, I sort of having seen. I, I didn't. I didn't hate Hateful Eight. Uh, I saw the. I think I saw the three-hour roadshow version of yep. it uh, in IMAX. Like, I went to like a special thing, and then I was like, 
this is really long. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. long. Just sitting there going like, man, this is the problem when like you don't have a really powerful editor on here well, to go. Well, you know what's interesting mm, about maybe it? Maybe we you, don't need the you know, Netflix, 15 minutes of just snow. Was it the Netflix release where they released it like a show? A four-part See, that, that series? I have not watched yet. Yeah, I, I think, I I think it that. actually might work better. Yeah. Like to have it, it like each chapter as like a totally. as like an episode of a show. It was great. Yeah. So I'm curious I'm, and and apparently in the news now that's the way he's going for his next project which I think is like long overdue cuz I think once yeah. upon a time in in Hollywood probably could have done that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently it's, there's a, there's a whole another like another a whole another movie that got cut yeah. out of that movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, yeah. that's my chief complaint now I find at the movies is like too long. Uh-huh. edit this movie you know so turn it into a series then you can have all the time in the world yeah okay all right well i I appreciate your curriculum i will i will uh you know i'll have to circle back to let you know what uh what she thought so but uh that's that's the that's the the thing the way things are let's uh move into the future uh and talk about trailers Uh, so I got in there first. Now um, I chose something a little different. Now, as as everyone on the internet uh, knows, uh, right before we went live, um, a ton of trailers dropped. Yeah, uh, all at once. Really, really powerful. <laughs> and I think I think at the, probably at the end of our segment, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, some of those. But I I want you to know. I watched all of them, and I didn't like any of them as much as I liked the trailer for. Darby and the Dead. I'm Darby Harper. Just watch me. Are you sitting down for this? I see dead people. I help them pass on to the next realm. You'd think that'd be my life's biggest burden, but it is a distant second to where I'm forced to spend my days. High school. That's Capri Donahue, head cheerleader. Isn't cheer just for shallow hot girls? I'm so glad you asked. And the answer is, that's offensive. Capri knows I'm the one person she can't get to like her. Darby, I forgot you went here. Capri, give me my clothes. Why would I take her clothes? I'm not planning on attending a funeral. She can be a little extra sometimes. Extra psychotic. I'm reporting live from Frederick Douglass High School, where yesterday students witnessed the shocking death of head cheerleader Capri Donahue. Wake up! Wake up, bitch. Oh, God damn it. You can see me. What are you doing here? My sweet 17 is coming up in a month. All I want is this party. Help me. Then I'll move on. In what world do you think I can throw your dream party? In a world where I make you popular enough to do it. So this is a movie I knew absolutely nothing about. Uh, that came out of nowhere. Uh, one of the things I really like in, in terms of supernatural stories, like, you know, Tommy doesn't like vampire stories and like the, those kind of things. We talk about that. I am, am a real big fan of medium movies. Uh, people who can see that speak with the dead in the sixth sense sort of way. There's not a lot of them out there. Uh, mm-hmm. And so when I see someone who is not only doing that and doing it in a way I've never seen before and taking all the high school tropes and weaving it together, man, I could not be there fast enough. Uh, this is absolutely right in my wheelhouse. I cannot wait to see this, uh, and I won't have to wait very long. So, uh, <laughs> Pete, what did you think of the trailer? Hey, you know, if it, I'm, I think that your setup is uh, appropriate. I watched this trailer, and I was surprised you picked it. Uh, knowing how you feel about medium movies answers a lot of questions for me. Yeah. I didn't, um, I, I felt like this was a hodgepodge of a lot of things I felt like mm-hmm. I've seen before. And I didn't get a sense that 
any of them were done particularly cleverly, but I, you know, I often see trailers like this and I'm very surprised when the movie comes out and the trailer did not sell the concept well. For me, this trailer has uh, way too much of the of the fish out of water high school up front and then gets into the tropey tropes of the medium. And then there's this, it, it feels like a Disney plus kids special. The ghost actually can move you around kind of, uh, as uh, like telepathy kind of thing going on. So it was a lot of, of things that I don't, I feel like they may have missed what the movie ultimately is having Mm. not seen the movie. So I guess I'm hoping they missed what the movie actually is. (laughs) (laughs) Because uh, I, I didn't find myself really connecting with it, even though the, all the the performers look charming and and I can see how a setup like this would work. I didn't find myself really connecting with it. Okay. All right. So, Chrissy, what did you think? I really loved it. Um, I thought it looked, it seemed really Heathers-y to yes, me at that's, first. that's the vibe I got, too. And yeah. Mean Girls. And, and Mean Girls. And I was like, is this going to be, is this a new update on Heathers? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it turned out she could see the ghost and the ghost wanted some sort of quest type thing, um, I, I was like, ooh, okay, I'm in. <laughs> uh, and it seemed like funny and, and kind of goofy and silly, uh, which I love. But it it seemed to be too, like, at first I thought it was going to be a series. I was really surprised mm. that it's a movie because yeah. uh, I thought it was going to be, you know, like an eight part show mm-hmm. but i'm excited to watch it hmm. i i feel well, like I, you I you described what like you, you said it, it felt like heathers it felt like all those things, it felt like kind of that's exactly like it was it was aware that it was trying to be heathers maybe i yeah. felt like it was I working it too hard <laughs> mm-hmm. well i think that if they if they push the ghost stuff too hard they're going to push away the the crowd who the riverdale yeah. crowd Right, uh, who might not right. go into this? So I think that they they sort of are aiming it uh, in that direction, and then yeah, sort of for like sure. bringing in the other creepier stuff too. Yeah, sort of the Nancy Drew side of it, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> in the world, it's all CW these I days. I guess we in need more CW, right? Uh, only <laughs> CW. Right. <laughs> There's not going to be a CW for much longer. Well, so I, but that's can, what it folks. seemed like to me was the show that would be on CW. That's what it yeah. felt like. I'm like, oh, coming soon to the CW is this and i would yeah. i would watch a whole show of it i think you know i'd give it a first season try well uh if you want to test it out you can do so right now because it's available on hulu immediately so uh while you're listening to this i'm probably watching it so uh, <laughs> all right so then uh that's the end of mine let's go over to chrissy what did you find well, I decided, you know, to just choose something that's been out for a while that everybody's probably seen <laughs> as opposed to all this new fancy stuff because no one had done it yet. So I chose Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. I used to ask myself a lot of questions. Scott, you're at X-Con. How are you an Avenger? That doesn't make sense. But everywhere I go, people tell me the same thing. Thank you, Spider-Man. People still need help, Dad. That's why we made this. It's like a satellite for deep space, but quanta. Wait, wait a minute. You're sending a signal down to the quantum realm. Turn it off. Now.
secret universe beneath ours. What are you so afraid of? There's something I never told you. This place. It isn't what you think. And give you more time. If you help me, so what's it gonna be? Batman. Uh, it's got all the things that I. I like about Ant-Man. He's cute. Mm -hmm. He's funny. He's quirky. He's getting, uh, you know, put upon by the world. And all of a sudden we're going to go into a Michelle Pfeiffer mystery in the quantum realm. Um, yeah, sign me up. I'm in for it. What did you guys think? Uh, I, I, I like it a lot. I, it, it is, um, I like it a lot when he's like in the coffee shop. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like it feels like that's the vibe. That's the that's the vibe that I want from Paul Rudd. That's kind of what mm-hmm. I look for. I love meeting his daughter in this movie. I love the whole that whole conversation. And then they get they get swept down into the quantum realm. And and I just start to, you know, I, I don't like to say it out loud because I don't want to admit it as a, a Marvel bull. Mm-hmm. But uh, I did feel like I I felt the fatigue of the swirling rainbow colors and <laughs> and stuff like mm. and, I and and alt alt takes on Elton John music like I oh. I love that stuff and also there's so much of it and maybe this is why I love Andor so much like mm. it it was so grounded but it was in a familiar universe and so I felt like the beginning of Quantum Mania was like I know it's on the tin they're going to Quantum Mania I get it but. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe it's. I hope they do it very, very well. Let's just say that because it's it's a lot of swirly, swirlies, 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 swirlies. <laughs> so many swirlies. Well, this was this was uh, this was really uh, hitting all my buttons. This is everything I like. I mean, I love I love Peyton Reed. I th- I can't wait to see what he does after Ant Man. Now that he's sort of gotten a chance to play on the big scale. I, I, this this cast is fantastic. Jonathan Majors uh, looking yeah. fantastic. Kang the Conqueror is one of my favorite villains of all time. Like I am so in the bag for this, and I, I thought the the uh, Elton John Neil drop was fantastic. Like that song has been like <laughs> haunting me for uh, for the last couple of months, and it was so it was great seeing it come up here again. Um, I think we're this is the teaser trailer. I think we're only seeing the first act. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's going to be. I think there. I think there's your swirly thing. Okay, fine. Like I, I'm just happy for color these days. Yeah, like right. there's so many movies that come out. It's just like ah, so brown. Great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I went like for, for my trailer too. Uh, like the fact that like oh good, someone remember that that cameras now shoot in color. That's so nice. Uh, so, like, to, I, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of seeing the, the big, bright, swirly colors. Uh, I, I, so, uh, I, but I think there's going to be a lot more to this because I think that, like, we, we see sort of the, 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 the regular guy set up. We see the sucked into the world. We see me. And I think that's sort of into act two. And that's it. Like, I yeah. think there's a whole, like, at least third of this movie that we don't know anything about. 
Yeah. Uh, and like, what what is the job that that he's sending him on? Because obviously, if it's something in the quantum realm, hmm, he's got people that could handle that. So it's got to yeah, be something right. back here. And is it what is it? Is it you know, ultra reality? Is it time travel? Who knows? Uh, but it's good. Uh, it's a heist, is what we know. But that's that's which all is we know. perfect. That's what we want, right? Because that was yeah. what was so great about Ant Man, the first Ant Man. It was a it was great and grounded, and that's what I wanted. And so I see like. The swirly swirlies I associate mm-hmm. with Guardians of the Galaxy, and mm-hmm. that's the James Gunn thing. And I, what worries me is going into spending too much time in the quantum realm is like crossing over territory that belongs to Doctor Strange and uh, and the Guardians. And I don't need it to be in every Marvel movie. I don't need <laughs> I don't need that. And and so that's what I, that's what I struggle with. So I am I am a, also uh, optimistic for this movie. It does it it hits a lot of buttons. I just I'm I love Paul Rudd. I uh, mm-hmm. of course will I of course will see it, but mm. but but it's it it hit me right there. Okay, all right. So. Well then uh, then luckily you've chosen a, a small independent film. What are we uh, doing? What are we doing? <laughs> 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 Something I don't think. I mean, like uh, you have to do. You might do have to do a hard sell on this one because like, <laughs> I, who 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 is this? What's going on? Why who? why is the, why is this old man wearing a hat? Like it's Indiana Jones, everybody. It's Indiana Jones. Okay. <laughs> We'll be back in a minute. I miss the desert. I miss the sea. And I miss waking up every morning, wondering what wonderful adventure the new day will bring to us. Those days have come and gone. Perhaps, perhaps not. I don't believe in magic. But a few times in my life, I've seen things, things I can't explain. And I've come to believe it's not so much what you believe. you believe it who is this man I'm her godfather related Get back. You guys, Indiana Jones 5. Uh, here's the problem that I have with that trailer. Here's the principal problem that I have with that trailer. Is <laughs> wow. that we, yeah. we really activated crusty old Pete No, <laughs> let me tell you. This uh, I I hate this trailer because after Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, I was uh-huh. ready to be done. And I mm. liked this trailer. Uh, I liked this trailer a lot. It yeah. hit the right notes for me. And I got the chili chills at the at the fugue. Dun, da, da, yeah. da. Oh, yeah, my God. The new orchestration of that. Oh, I, man. I was very surprised at how well they were able to hit that note. Uh, yeah. Salah's voice in the back as the voiceover leading to him looking very old. How yeah. I, I, like I really 
I'm really looking forward to this movie. I, I didn't think that I would. I thought that I was ready to put India Indy to bed uh, uh, after Sean Connery. And uh, I'm, I think, I think he might be back. I, and <laughs> I, I hope, I hope, hope, hope they're able to put, uh, you know, Harrison Ford's role to bed with class uh, mm. in this movie. It seems like they've, they're setting the table for it. Well, I, I too loved it. I thought it was so exciting. It felt so cozy and like, that's what you want at this time yeah. of year is like mm-hmm. a cozy, fluffy slippers uh, of a movie. And uh, I just can't wait to cuddle up with the new Indiana Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy that we're having yeah. this conversation. I know. I, I never, I never thought we'd be here, Pete. I never yeah. thought it would come to this, but I am absolutely with both of you where I was like, oh man, like it's not Spielberg directing it. And he's do he's like, he's not a young, he's not a spring chicken. Like, please yeah. don't make, please don't make Harrison Ford run. Like, yeah, the man's earned his rest. <laughs> don't put like, Harrison don't Ford do on a horse that must break yeah. both <laughs> don't, hips. Don't do that. And then I saw the trailer and I was like, I believe again. Yeah. <laughs> I believe he can ride a horse. I, I mean, I, 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 from what I understand and what they've revealed is that there will be a, a, a early part of it, the early, like maybe even before credits, will be a Nazi 1940s flashback. And right. we get to see that one where you pull the bag off his head. That's yeah. the de-aging that they had done there. Um, and then whatever happens there will then directly influence the story that's in the 60s, I think. I'm, I don't know what the exact 60s, 70s, whatever it is yeah. that affected that. So, like, the two things will sort of, you know, uh, connect or whatever. And that's that's where our adventure will uh, will, will kick off. Uh, but, yeah, like, same thing. Like, having Sala back, I think, is fantastic. And like, the music, I mean, yeah, I I, I wish, I hope that... Uh, they're just not going to just do a more reprising of old gags. Like at the end of the thing with the whip and everybody pulls out their guns. Eh, okay. Like you found a new way to do the yeah, same yeah, gag again. But at the same time, callback it's break. okay to do new things. Yeah. You don't yeah. have to just reference stuff that happened in his earlier adventures, you know? Yeah. But I guess, but then that way lies, uh, you know, Shia LaBeouf and monkeys. So we got to be careful with how far. Yeah. We I go. don't need that. I don't need ants. Um, there, there are things I don't need, but they, they did hit the right emotional tones with the trailer, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it does have the right people. I mean, uh, Fade to yes. Top of Macau, uh, uh, James Mangold, uh, I, I think it's got, it, it's got maybe the right people, some fresh eyes on the property. Uh, here's hoping that those elements of the nothing newness yeah. um, will, uh, are actually the nods for the trailer. And that's fine. So maybe uh, that's when fun. when uh, can we see uh, the last ride? We of can Indiana see Jones? this June thirtieth, twenty twenty three, in the U.S. Uh, is is when we can expect it. It's going to be the big summer thing. It's going to be a a big summer thing. A I so believe yeah, so the just, kids are calling it a we, tent hole. That's right. That's right. Uh, the question is, will it still be? Will will the audience still be there for it? I mean, they came yeah. out for Maverick. You know, yeah. Top Gun Maverick. So hopefully, right. you know, there's the 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 boomer crowd is still there with their. Um, discretionary income uh yeah so right where we went to press uh the uh trailer for uh, guardians of the galaxy volume three came out mm-hmm. uh and i and i saw it and i kind of went huh okay that's what you guys are doing huh right. yeah but you're we, you're a noted and bear on i guardians am, I am, I, I, am a, I am a noted drax hater yeah uh, and the first joke in this trailer is drax being mean and then stupid which are the only two things that he's allowed to do anymore and i was like oh yeah 
never mind. Okay, great. At this point, sure. Let, let volume three wrap it up. Move on. This, I'm, re- I'm ready for it to be done. Very much like the like the end of Guardians. This feels like yeah. they're this this isn't a Thor yeah. thing. Like we're we're no. we're gonna keep making no. questionable Thor movies forever. Um, yeah. But, I but love this, this does feel like movie. <laughs> <laughs> so, but okay. So, so here's my here's my problem is that uh, in th- there's three of these trailers now uh, have come out uh, in a in a very short period of time that I think Hollywood's about to do something really really stupid next year <laughs> because it's my uh, you know unfounded opinion that uh, Ant Man and the Lost Quantum Mania, Indiana Jones. Uh, and the Dial of Destiny, uh, Destiny and yeah. uh, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three will feature the death of the hero. <laughs> I think they're <laughs> going to kill off all of them in six months. I think all of them are going to be dead. And I, I Yikes, don't think Kyle. that anyone has done the math on this and went, "Oh no!" <laughs> wow. There's going to be heroic out. gravestones paid all through next summer, and I don't think anyone in the in the big business has realized it yet. Just what kind of grief we're going to be walking into yes. the last of these three movies? Right. <laughs> like, do you guys remember how you felt when Tony Stark died? Yeah, get ready. <laughs> Oh my god. You're about to see the hat fall. Like it's Oh my god. Yeah. Oh my god. Stop it, Kyle. I say this is not insider knowledge. This is not I, I know nothing. I just watched these trailers and went, oh, these are the last rides for all of these guys. Yeah. And I don't know that I'm ready. Well, that's how you get ready is by watching all the Quentin Tarantino films. So you learn that everything <laughs> is impermanent and no one gets out alive, right? Yeah. Right. Um, so that you're just prepared to lose everything you care about. Yeah. <laughs> Prepared to lose what you care about, Chrissy. You are just a rainbow of just light and. Shiny. Well, she That's is the me. ghost of Christmas yet to come. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> uh, and speaking of the next thing to come, hey, do you guys hear that? It seems like there's maybe a, a, a storm coming out here, lighting, and maybe it's time for a pitch storm. Oh no! <laughs> Right. Okay. We are playing a little bit of Pitch Storm, the party game of amazing slash terrible movie ideas. Now, I played this with Pete before, but I've not played with Chrissy, and that's why I was so excited to. So I'm going to explain to you how this works. Okay. okay. So what's going to happen is I'm going to I'm going to go on onto Discord. I'm going, oh, look at that. Pete bought one from the last time we and, played. And um, the so the idea is that I am a movie executive, uh, and you are going to be pitching a movie to me. But okay. I am going to be giving you the character, or like the uh, the main character and the basic plot of it. And then you're going to have to tell me what that movie is. And at the end of your pitch, tell me what the name of it is. So I will give you an okay. example of how this works. I'm pulling, I'm pulling charge at random. So I, will, I would send you a card that says, um, your movie is a child beauty pageant queen matches wits with a wily leprechaun. Oh boy. So you're going to pitch me what that movie is, and at the end of it, tell me what the name is, and you have a two minute time limit. Two minute time limit for the yes. whole pitch? Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's not so the time let... you get to think about it. No. That, I made that mistake, get... and it's just yes. a lot of dead air. Just yes. nobody talking. <laughs> so don't do that. Okay. So uh, I'm going right to let Pete go first so he can hear first. So I'm going to, so it's going to be Pete, and then, and then you'll get your prompt. Okay. Uh, and then we'll go back. And so that's day round. So we, we do this. We do this in uh, uh, in three rounds. Okay. Here is your pitch. 
Waiting for his reaction. <laughs> there it is. Uh, okay. Um, okay. Are you prepared to pitch? I'm, I'm prepared. I'm totally okay. prepared. Are you ready? Okay, the clock starts now. What we have is uh, a young Zac Efron. He's from just outside of Dallas, and he's playing uh, a character named uh, Tex Reckham. Uh, but unfortunately, Tex is uh, Tex was uh, actually uh, he was asleep on a bench and drunk and didn't recognize that he had been drugged and kidnapped and taken for medical experimentation on a mysterious island. Oh no! You might be thinking, is that just part of the of the story? Yeah, you're right. Because the other part is the other experiments on this island. They're making dinosaurs. That's right. We're gonna we're gonna mix up a little bit of uh, uh, cloak and dagger. Kids mm. love the comics, mm -hmm. kidnapping the youth, and we're putting them on the Jurassic Park Island and putting them together. And now, Zac Efron, hungry youth, medical experiment, has to escape Jurassic Park, and we're calling it um, a Mesosaurus Tex. Mesosaurus Tex. Bravo. <laughs> Christy, you've just seen a textbook version of how it is done. And, okay. and, in, a mi and in one minute. You did it in About one minute. minute. Now I feel so intimidated. There's a source text. Just right off the dome. Right there. Right off the dome. For an yep. improviser. Don't worry. It is, that's, that is, this is the, 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 the curse of any expectations. It's all downhill from there. I'm sure <laughs> there is vapor lock in my future. I can in see the world. poster. It's like his face, and he's like looking to the right, and then the dinosaur's uh, face is like uh, looking, yeah. to the looking to the left. Looking to the left. And then oh. the 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 outline of in the middle, there's yeah. like uh -huh. a glowing like beam oh. of light that shoots up, and there's some sort of yeah. like uh, thing at the top that's the quest. Oh, I gotta look. Oh, at what kind oh, of you thing see now, it, now, absolutely. now. I was because it's because it's. I would think it's more of a comedy, right? I right. would think it's going to be like him, like running straight at the camera with like a ooh expression yeah. on his face, with like that really, you know, like wacky and, and angry dinosaurs behind him. Like, hmm. here's here's one problem that Charlie can't outrun. <laughs> you know, whatever. Tex, I'm sorry, Tex, Rex, Tex, Tex whatever it is. Tex, Tex, Tex Reckham, he can't. Tex Reckham, Tex. Yeah. Reckham. All right, Chrissy, are you ready with your pitch? I'm ready. So okay. as as we all know. Uh, reality television has been everywhere, right? Mm -hmm, we've mm -hmm. been to Love Islands. We've been, uh, we've seen models do their thing. We've seen baking shows. We've seen everything that there is to see here on dry land. Mm -hmm. But where have we not seen any of these wonderful things? Under the sea, baby. <laughs> so uh, a bright enterprising uh, young star, uh, a little baby Tom Holland, if you will, is uh, is just beginning his career as a uh, reality show huckster, and he's got to go out on a limb to make it big. So what does he do? He goes to the bottom of the ocean <laughs> to find the great uh, undersea baking show <laughs> now this is where uh you've seen it happen in britain but this is all uh how do you bake when you're ensconced in water 
when there's nothing but sea and salt. The salt is really going to make your your uh, bottom soggy. So um, <laughs> this is, uh, uh, of course, as everyone knows, the great uh, the great undersea bake off. <laughs> is that the name of the That's movie? That's the title. That's the name of the movie, yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to go with the show. You were going to go with Soggy Bottoms. The Soggy Sea Bottoms. The Soggy Sea Bottoms. Okay. Where's the Paul Hollywood handshake? <laughs> it's all webbed. The undersea yeah. of Paul Hollywood is all webbed. Well, <laughs> I, I think that uh, we would be doing a disservice to America without uh, uh, having a. Uh, Zac Efron fighting dinosaurs. So I think that's that... True. Oh, that's the one? Yep, I think okay. that's the one. All right, so let's move on to round two. Okay, so round okay. two, uh, one thing that every writer in Hollywood knows is they have to deal with rewrites. So in round two, uh, what we will do is um, you can choose uh, whether you want to go first or second. So the idea is that you will be go both uh, pitching on the same idea uh, so you either get to do first and try and dominate and somebody go after you, or you can listen to what the other person did and then try and do it better. So we're gonna we're gonna do it both ways. So we're gonna we're gonna basically you guys get ahead too, but you get to choose sort of which way okay. you want to go first. So um, Chrissy, would you like to go first or would you like to rewrite? I'll go first. Okay. Okay. There okay. is your prompt. Okay, now Pete, you're gonna have to yeah. listen to this one too because oh, you're going very, to have yeah, to then yeah. yeah do the do the other pitch off of it. So, okay, okay, go. It's everyone's favorite movie world, right? It is a post-apocalyptic wasteland, but sure. this one is animated and inhabited largely by squirrels. Okay, hey. now these are future squirrels. They can use the internet because in this post-apocalyptic world, they have the internet. Now that's just a backdrop, so we can get some uh, some corporate money on here and get some of that that Google bucks <laughs> into this story. Now we've got two squirrels in particular, uh, voiced of course by who else but uh, Flynn Wolfhard and <laughs> Millie Bobby Brown. Okay, they've discovered something that. Uh, nobody believes. They've discovered that their uh, big giant tree that all of their post-apocalyptic squirrels live in mm. uh, is about to be torn down so that a, a an internet tower can be built there. Now we're saying the internet is good and the internet is evil both at the same time. Uh, which which is for the audience to decide. Um, but the most important thing is as they convince their colony of post-apocalyptic squirrels uh, to flee their doomed tree, what do they find? Love. The teen <laughs> romance. Between two post-apocalyptic squirrels, um, uh, one who has magic brain powers, also. Okay. And the <laughs> name of this movie is? The name it's called uh, "All Squirreled Up," <laughs> and then in parentheses, "Don't know what to do." <laughs> All squirreled up, don't know what to do. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
Uh, so wow. Pete, uh, we had we've had a meeting uh, with Chrissy, and she had a very interesting idea. But I think we can take it in a new direction. So we want to hear what your thoughts are on this post-apocalyptic squirrel romance movie. Oh, the squirrel movie. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, now if I recall, I think uh, Chrissy's pitch was that this was animated, right? Yes. I, I think if we're going to take this seriously, we need to put some big bucks in it. I don't want to just animate it. I want hyper-realistic, real fur blowing in the wind of these crazy squirrels. This squirrel partnership <laughs> will be believed up until the point that you realize these are human-sized squirrels. And they have been radiated by the radiation coming from the tower. And so not only this introduces a new level of conflict, am I right? That not only do they have to bring down the tower, uh, but they also have to hide their identity. So we get a lot of comic hijinks up with them wearing, uh, you know, men's and women's clothes and mm -hmm. trying to hide their tails and, uh, uh, you know, streak back their their fur. Unfortunately, uh, the the uh, female presenting squirrel will be played by Aubrey Plaza. She likes to get high a lot. And um, <laughs> the the uh, let's see who who would be. I think uh, Benedict Cumberbatch would probably be a great <laughs> voice opposite sure, sure. Aubrey. And uh, she's always he's always trying to restrain her uh, drug abuse. Uh, but in, in fact, uh, their real mission together is to come together as a couple in spite of their their problems and bring down this mighty tower. And uh, the movie will be called, <laughs> will yes. be called um, Blaze High Tower. <laughs> <laughs> Now, just just for curiosity's sake, what do you think Chrissy's prompt was? <laughs> no, I, no, I the whole time I'm thinking were squirrels involved? Was the radio tower involved? Are they hyper irradiated? Is this a romance at all? I have no, I have no idea. But squirrels were so central. I imagine it was uh, it was some sort of squirrels in a romance of some sort. Uh, no, the squirrels were pure Chrissy. The actual <laughs> the, the prompt was. Friendly woodland creatures forced to flee their home because of pollution <laughs> in an awkward teenage romance. Oh, man. And you ended up with a stoned Aubrey Plaza led around by Benedict <laughs> I guess I, I, should, I should have read the, the prompts for the earlier ones, too. But That's funny. Okay. That good. Okay. All right. So, all right. So I've got I've got two squirrel movies now that I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to Give them to Zazlav. So, so, <laughs> so, so Pete, uh, do you want to do you want to go first? Do you want the prompt or do you want to rewrite? Uh, I would like uh, to go first. Okay. Your prompt has been sent. <laughs> it's a real interesting mashup. I'm curious to see what you do with this. Well, that's... <laughs> so. Uh, hmm. Chrissy, what did you think of his uh, his rewriting idea? Is that like if, we, oh, if he came it. back to you with that, would you... Yeah. Would you continue would on with that way? If if my movie was the movie from your 80s childhood, his is the <laughs> gritty live action reboot that oh. we're getting now as adults. Yes. Very nice. Yes. This, that's the, uh, the M. Night Shyamalan's uh, Avatar The Last Airbender. Yeah. 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 The dark um, All right, Pete. Okay. Are you ready to pitch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm hey. ready. Um, right. 
the thing that's mo that we find most interesting is when we look at these at, at sort of conflicts over time mm -hmm. uh, is and, and a great way to put these these sorts of emotional issues on stage for the people to create thought is by taking some someone out of time and putting them into another time to see how they'll react and I think we have the perfect idea uh, we yeah. have uh, it, it's it's essentially an Iganuk story we've got a couple of cavemen we've got Johnny Depp and uh, probably uh, who was uh, Deutsch, uh, they've been frozen for a bazillion years, and they they come out uh, it, during right in the middle of World War II. They're thawed because a building uh, crumbles and knocks open their their uh, cave, and so they're they're able to thaw very quickly. There's a rapid de defrost, and they come out and realize that they've learned a couple of things about themselves as they emerge into the world. One, they're no longer cannibals. They were, but uh -huh. they're no longer cannibals. And okay. not only are they no longer cannibals, they fall in love with humanity. They find humanity in themselves by looking at humanity for others, and they decide they're going to become agents of peace. And they then begin their crusade to save the lives of the uh, of the, the both soldiers and civilians during World War II uh, throughout uh, Poland. This is a Poland story, and uh, and and so. They are that that is their story, and they uh, actually become agents of peace and avatars for peace, and uh, they stop all war forever. Okay, and, uh, and then uh, and then what is the name of this film? Uh, it's called <laughs> uh, Never Hungry Again. <laughs> <laughs> Never starring hungry, hungry again. Again, wow, starring Johnny Depp. I've got I've got Oscar so buzz already. <laughs> <laughs> that is an awful movie. Good luck. <laughs> So, Chrissy, mm -hmm. we had a very interesting pitch uh, recently about um, uh, Johnny Depp as a uh, cannibal caveman um, fighting Nazis. Um, mm -hmm. But we're looking for a different angle on it. So uh, have you got uh, sort of a different take on this story? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the key to this story is the uh, is the time travel and the the ending all the wars. Right. So he's going to he's going to be frozen again at the end oh. of World War Two. OK. Uh, so that he can be reawakened. Should there ever be a World War Three? <laughs> uh, and while he is frozen, um, there's an accidental mix-up. Oopsie doopsie. He gets unfrozen, but there's no World War Three for him to fight because he ended all the wars. Then they oh. froze him again just in case, you know. So he goes back to being a cannibal because he loves. Now he loves humanity so much, um, but he it's he has to feast on its deliciousness since there's no bad guy for him to fight. Uh, he's just gonna eat people who are internet trolls oh okay because <laughs> that's the new war okay all right all right so then uh then what is the name of this film that you're talking um about? it's called uh, eat pray cookie <laughs> <laughs> eat, pray cookie <laughs> Okay. And there's a mug that goes with it. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, in that case, if there's uh, merchandise, it, it's called Avasky Nazi. Like I, I, I smelled the franchise possibilities, uh, and now merchandising. I mean, how yeah. can I say no? So, uh, Chrissy, I'm curious. 
what do you think the prompt actually was? <laughs> Unfrozen cavemen cannibals. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> well, a, I call a that lot of the sweet details, victory. A lot of the details came right from Pete. So <laughs> the prompt was, uh, actually, it starts out on the card, exterior tundra. Um, a tribe of cavemen hunting for food try to save as many people as possible from the Nazis in World War II. Oh, nice. How else yeah, do you get you them there, there Tundra? <laughs> well, <laughs> the only winner in that round was Johnny Depp, because I don't want to make either of those movies. All right, so we're going down to round three. So round three, uh, if there's one thing that people hate more than uh, rewrites, it's notes. So uh, in the middle of your pitch, uh, the studio executive, played by moi, uh, will suddenly throw you a curveball that you have to incorporate into your pitch uh, and make it make sense. Uh, so an example of that would be, uh, let's say, in the middle of your uh, post-apocalyptic squirrel movies, I'll say, so we only have $100, $100 uh, for special effects. Uh, can you make that work? Yes. And you have to, yeah, well, yeah the answer is always yes, but then, yeah. <laughs> so. It's all, all right. man puppets. Um, Let's have Pete to go first. Just, just uh, let's give Chrissy's brain a rest. She just went. You know, mm -hmm. she, she just uh, you know, sent us into uh, eating internet trolls, which mm -hmm. I think we, is a position we can all get behind. Um, so Pete, I'm going to send you a pitch. Give me a note. So, are you ready? Yeah. All right. Pitch it. Uh, all right, so we're trying again for some. Uh, we're we're doing some fish out of water stuff. We've got a. Uh, sure. the, we've got we've got Clooney in. Uh, Thank you for smoking. We really uh, enjoyed what he was going for there. We've decided we're gonna use. Uh, I think uh, Ben Strink, George Clooney, uh, uh, Ron Livingston, <laughs> and uh, he is gonna be a uh, former sales executive. Uh, for a big book publisher, but what he actually, uh, he, he fails down uh, because of downsizing and stuff and realizes that he falls right in the middle of um, uh, a uh, the, the greeting card industry. And he has to bring um, American greetings uh, back from uh, <laughs> irrelevance. And uh, he has to do it through what he thinks is first clever turns of phrase, but he realizes, mm -hmm. no, it's not clever turns of phrase. It's back alley dealing. It's bribes. It's corruption. It's drugs. And ultimately, it's it's guns. It's, wow. It's, yeah. Okay. Uh, all of that for uh, it's it's the, the story of American greetings. And it's called. OK, uh, let, let me let me, oh. let me pause you right there. OK, um, the, I, I, this, this is fantastic. I love yeah. it. I love everything I'm hearing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what if everything you've said so far was the flashback before the actual main story of the movie happened. Mm, mm, I see. I see. Well, then we're telling our uh, once drug runner story, our gun runner story, uh, who was just trying to bring American Greetings uh, greeting cards back from relevance. Uh, we're telling his story as an old man. And this time he is a mentor to a future leader of the organization. And he is battling his own personal demons uh, of not becoming irrelevant as he is being essentially uh, 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 moved out of the organization by this young upcoming upstart of a, of a greeting card, um, you know, 
writer played by and sure and 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 uh and the name of this movie is uh well it's it's called um the 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 beauty of the moment <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. i can see it now i can see the, the, the cg uh-huh. greeting card open the beauty of the moment with uh ron livingston and a dh paul giamatti <laughs> <laughs> Paul Jim. So, Chrissy. Okay. I'm going to be sending you one. What is everyone uh, hungry for right now? I think we learned as soon as that trailer dropped, everybody wants more Mario. More Super Mario. More Luigi. More Princess Peach, right? So, a... um, very tech-savvy, brilliant uh, uh, pair of teens in their high school science experiment. Mm-hmm, they are, mm-hmm. of course, Flynn Wolfhard and Millie Bobby Brown. Of they course. bring <laughs> so hot Mario out of the video game world. Oh. Kapow! He's here in the real world. And uh, all of America is so immediately overwhelmed with love for Mario mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. even though it's not election season bada boop they create a, a way to make Mario the president of the United States even though he mm-hmm. is as we all know an Italian citizen <laughs> we're breaking all as the rules all now because Mario has so much leadership mm. skill that he is ready to, uh, uh, let me let me let me pause let me pause your, okay. your, your pitch right there. Uh, I, I like what you're talking about. I, I, Mario is really hot right now. Uh, Finn Wolfhard and Emily Bobrat are really hot right now. But why, what I found that my, my teenage daughter is really into right now is cheerleading. Uh, so yeah. I, I would like to make the plot of this movie central to a cheerleading competition. So can you do that for me? Absolutely, yes, of course. And I'm glad that, that you brought that up because <laughs> I think that is absolutely what is missing now. In this future of America, some people don't like that everyone just went, Mario's president, Mario's president. They were like, hey, it doesn't have to be an election, but it does have to be some kind of meritocracy. (laughs) So Mario and his dance crew have to square off uh, against the winningest dance crew ever. Now, here's mm. where we bring in the cro- the crossover with the hit Netflix series, Cheer. Because this is the Navarro <laughs> cheer squad. Okay. Against... And, and, uh, and, and the, I'm, I'm sorry, I have another meeting I have to get to. So oh, what course. is the name of that movie? It's called uh, Super Mario Sunshine Cheer Squad A Palooza A Go-Go Electric Boogaloo. Wow. <laughs> wow. It'll be in every theater across the country if they have enough letters for the marquee. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how we play Pitchback. And the winner is the audience. It was really oh, the important. So and it's you know, a game like, that I can buy for my yeah. family? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can just go to you can go to uh, pitch store. It's like I don't know, it's like twenty five bucks or something like yeah. that. And you have a ton of you have a ton of these cards. I mean it's like it's the see there's the there's oh, heck the, yeah. Nope. You got all the different ones. So, I mean, like, we, we I love it. even stuff I'm pulling out. So, yeah, it's funny. 
speak when you first started doing your pitch for uh, your your greeting card one, mm-hmm. um, the 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 note the studio note I pulled out was let's make all the characters middle aged men, and I was like, oh, he, he already he already <laughs> he did already that. Did that. <laughs> I'm the worst. <laughs> quietly set that one aside and move another one out there. So, so that was pitch fest. So, thank you both for playing. Love it. So, uh, all right. So, uh, let's see. In the uh, let's let's move on to then uh, the list challenge. Uh, so, last time uh, it wasn't last week, uh, but the last time we were challenged to do films where two powerhouse stars join forces, and it doesn't work. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, this was, uh, I had a harder time with this yeah. one. Like, uh, you know, so uh, uh, Tommy was like pretty bullish about yeah. it and like, you know, Note he's about, not uh, here. Yeah, right. Uh, doing heat and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. I really had a hard time. I ended up like cruising through a lot of lists of a lot of bad movies looking for something. I went to the Razzies. I mean, like I really had to dig and dig and dig. So I don't have a lot of alternates this one. Uh, well, it, and so especially start... movies that I've seen. That was yeah, the, that too. That was that was, that was a thing for me too. Yeah, like I, I I see all the stuff and I'm like, yeah, I don't know that movie. I I can't comment on yeah. it. Uh, so my first one is actually a more recent. Uh, it was one of the uh the what well, I guess we'll call the pandemic films. Uh, uh, from a major studio with a ton of money, bringing two giant stars that they had made uh, really a lot of popular stuff in their own things. They brought them together and it didn't really work. Uh, despite the fact that they were on a Jungle Cruise. <gasps> oh, Jungle Cruise. Yeah, when you put uh, the charisma of The Rock and the charisma of uh, Emily Blunt together, apparently they cancel each other out because, mm. boy, there's just a whole lot of nothing in that movie. I didn't like I didn't like that one less than you didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm always down for a good adventure. Yeah. So, like, as an adventure, like, yeah, it's fine. But, like, and I actually thought they had some pretty good Pirates of the Caribbean inspired twists along the yeah, way, but yeah. it was like uh, to try and do like the, the romance between them was like mm, no, yeah, no, doesn't doesn't really help. Yeah, hmm. all right. So that's my first one, Jungle Cruise. Jungle Cruise. Chrissy, what do you got? Um, so I too struggled with this, except all except for the first one, which left left to my mind mm. immediately because this is a a couple a pair that proved they were a powerhouse uh, when they, uh, you know, spent a whole movie on a bus that couldn't slow down. And everybody (laughs) knew (laughs) that all we wanted in the whole world was to get Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock back together again. (laughs) But what we got, what we got, was the lake house <laughs> a movie that, bus? it was a magic mailbox that kept uh, them apart a magic mailbox that couldn't but send letters except for two years into the past or future yeah. i i yeah. have a reason to watch that movie and it is the architecture that house oh, is true. dope and yeah. uh that's that has been a a pick before but only for that reason okay <laughs> right uh, well, that goes that goes to me, and I am going with a classic of 2008, which weirdly, uh, on IMDb, uh, it is a six-star movie, and it should not be, because our principal hmm. char- characters were miscast dramatically. It has uh, lines like, what about the badge? Badge <laughs> is good if it comes with a gun. 
And that's said by Al Pacino in his role opposite Robert De Niro in Righteous Kill, which ends up being a completely lampoon-worthy movie, uh, cop movie, uh, where both of these characters have been in much, much better cop and robber movies. Uh, This one just ends up being them stereotyping themselves in other movies. So uh, it was, it's, it's rough. I don't know how it is. It, it does so well. It's got a real powerhouse cast. Carla Gugino, 50, 50 Cent, Donnie Wahlberg, John Leguizamo. But man, I did not yeah. care for that movie. Good pick. Yeah. So I looked at a lot of lists of uh, movies where people had really bad chemistry. Uh, and that's where I found my next one because it was something I wholeheartedly agree with because sometimes auteurs should not be entrusted despite when they've made really popular movies and franchises that are allowed to make the sequel. And that was the case in Avengers Age of Ultron uh, because <laughs> there's no reason that Mark Ruffalo and uh, Scarlett Johansson should ever have been a couple because they have zero chemistry <laughs> and no one buy, bought into that relationship except apparently for the writer director. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow. That, that is you pulling out the old man card right yeah. there. That's you doing that. Yeah. All right. So back to you, Chrissy. Okay. So my second one was a, uh, a pair of powerhouse comedians who I love teaming up in a movie that is worthy of, of the pitch storm, right? Uh, mm. A couple need money to send their daughter to college. So what are they going to do? They're going to start an illegal casino out of their house. Uh. Only it's not funny or fun, even though Jason Manzoukis <laughs> is in it. Uh, and that is with my house themed picks so far. The house <laughs> starring Amy Poehler and Will Ferrell uh, in 2017. Totally <laughs> agree with that pick. Oh, my God. I can't, I'm now I totally regret not picking it myself. That's great. What you got, Pete? Oh, me? Um, I, I kind of can't believe I have to come back to another Robert De Niro movie. (laughs) I promise I don't have three Robert. I didn't even notice that until I said it, but you said Mansukas and I have to actually, uh, play this, which is, uh, Robert De Niro and Zac Efron. Uh, (laughs) and that is dirty grandpa. (laughs) <laughs> that movie had a trailer that slays and ends up being just misguided almost around every corner. Uh, it, he does not play that character well at all. And it's another one that um, just uh, it's it's got it's, it's I think it's 5.8, 5.9 or something on IMDb. Mm. It's it's too high. It is. That is more stars than that movie deserves. Hey. I uh, see my my last one uh, is a movie that I have uh, cited uh, several times before because I think it is guilty of a multitude of sins. Uh, <laughs> in this case, uh, it is wasting the talents of two of the 90s biggest stars, uh, one of whom we just watched a trailer for uh, because I'm talking about Harrison Ford and Brad Pitt uh-huh. matching wits in The Devil's Own. Yeah, that was That bad. is a... Two amazing actors and a terrible movie. That's too bad. Yeah. Just but he needs that money, Tom. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Chrissy, what's your All last right. one? Okay. My last pick was uh, uh so as as we all know, Jack Black can do anything. I feel like Jack Black can play anyone and do anything but I'm wrong 
And their evidence <laughs> of that is when he was paired up with the, the queen of talk about someone who can literally do everything mm-hmm. uh, in movies and outside of movies. Gwyneth Paltrow literally mm. built oh. a, an entire empire. <laughs> and yet when you put them together, you get shallow Hal. Oh, my God. That movie was terrible. Boy, uh, when the Fairleys are cold, they are oh, ice cold. Ice cold. It's 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 not it's there's nothing good there to talk about yeah. from the plot to the performances on down the line. Boo, yeah. two thumbs down. Yeah, so bad. Like the, that movie, like doesn't hold up. The moment you're watching it, you realize it doesn't yeah. hold up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's like it's like we can watch it expire on screen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what, what was your last one? Peter? Well, my last one, uh, I, it, weirdly, I actually have a third Robert De Niro. I'm not going to pick it. I'll save that. <laughs> but I'm going to go for what I have to imagine is a classic. And I am surprised that it did not get picked. Um, ah, that's too easy. It's too easy. I'm going to go with uh, a movie about two old friends and business partners who uh, become caretakers of uh, young twin children and dogs. Uh, it is called Old Dogs, and it stars Robin Williams and John Travolta. And oh, yeah. it's a bad movie. It's a bad movie for all kinds of reasons, not the least of which that those two people have no charisma at all together on screen. Zero, zero, zero. They should have put Robin Williams next to just the dog. Uh, it is so bad. I don't understand, once again, how that movie <laughs> Has like I don't I need to even check the the IMDb on it because I I think it's another one. This that should be my list. My sub list is movies that are terrible that people don't realize are terrible and keep watching because this is one of them. Okay, terrible. Uh, so uh, oh, right, it's a five point right. three. So I'm safe. There five point three. Okay. All right. So there there was our list of powerhouse performances that yeah. did not work. So let's see if we can find something a little more positive as uh, we <laughs> create something for the team next week. So has anybody got any ideas on uh, what they would like the list challenge to be for oh. the next group of people? Dear, um, it has to have squirrels. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, maybe something animal related. It could we be could something do. like best... Um... Wow. I think we just we did a best animal. Did we do a best animal sidekick or something? I feel, I feel oh, like that was a couple. Did we? We did best. Did we? Or not? If, um, it was discussed and never done. We did done. a pet thing, right? We did. We did. Uh, did we do a best pets? Is that one that's so. already come up? But but what about like um, best? Um, uh, I don't know. A part of me wants to think about like best non-animal animal performances, like best CG animals. Oh. Oh, in oh. film. Okay, best CG creature. Yeah, it could be creature. Well, I don't want Smaug in there. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, okay. No dragons. Got to no be dragon. recreations of real animals. So no that, foul that were actually done <laughs> in CG. That would be oh, my idea. He's not CG too. But the yeah. Mm. Okay. So how do we? I think how to get the words to for that best. Um. I don't, I actually, I hope. Best CG hope animal performance? Best CG right. animal performance. Yes, let's okay. go with yeah. that. Okay. Yeah. And okay. I should, there should probably be a caveat. Should there be a caveat on, does it have to be no a 100% 
CG performance or does it have to be like there's an animal in the movie? Well, but, but see, then it gets into like the what was yeah. the uh, the Harrison Ford movie where the dog, but it was actually the dog was performed yeah, by like a guy. Was that like old Yeller or something? No, well, yeah, something like that. Actually, I'm sure what it was because Call of the Wild. He did yeah, this. Yeah, Call, yeah, Call of the Wild. Wild right, because like the yeah. actually, you know, they had a you know they had a, an actor. But what doing I'm the what dog. I'm looking for is like what are the most compelling animal performances that have been that are creative? Like what are the ones that are okay? Most compelling created and hmm. okay, you know, like manufactured <laughs> animal performances. Yeah, we'll we'll get the language here. The yeah. most. Let's see. Um. Best. We might be uh, overthinking CG it if this doesn't. animal does that work for you? Performance, non-speaking. Yes. Best sure. CG animal performance, non-speaking. Yeah. Does that work? I think. I think that. I mean, I think that. You know, I think really that plays. To, the answer they could they could come back and they can. Yeah. Um, listen to the show. So no Planet of the Apes. Ah, okay. No dragons, no apes. Interesting. The window is closing on this one. Good luck, everybody. I think it's that's right. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's those, those, a, those a real treat. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, as we as uh, as we sort of uh, then uh, close out. Uh, uh, first of all, what's uh, what's coming up next in the show? I think you guys are still uh, in the midst of uh, some um, some uh, vampire oh, action. Oh right? my god, man! Twilight. Yeah, we're still doing yeah. Twilight. I, I'm gonna marry can, that baby. Can you hear my enthusiasm? I uh, yeah, it's it's exactly yeah. what you think it is. And mm -hmm. so we're doing Twilight. I think just this week, uh, New Moon dropped. Uh, so we're getting into some heavy, you know, werewolf vampire contention mm -hmm. uh we did for the members we did uh jaws 2 which dropped this last oh, week which okay. is uh i'm gonna say it better than i remembered uh, okay so there you go uh, I but we are, good ending yeah yeah well it does the the it, that's the one where the, the, the shark cable. bites the power line yeah, yeah and yeah. um you know it it has it's the the problem is that's balanced against the shark taking a helicopter out of the air out of the, <laughs> down underwater. So well, it's also not issue. a you know a, a forty foot schooner impaling yeah. a shark. So <laughs> yeah, what are you exactly do? exactly? <laughs> uh, but I have to say, I uh, I'm a real bull on Jaws three, and so okay. just right for my Quaid Armstrong oh. fan festorama. Uh, I like okay. that movie way too much. Uh, so uh, that's coming next month. Uh, we'll be recording that sometime soon. Okay, cool. Uh, as, so as we go out, I, I like to sort of uh, expand uh, our world beyond just uh, movie television. So I saw something, and I'm going to ask you too, so if anything mm -hmm. comes to mind while I'm talking about this. I saw an interesting uh, documentary on YouTube, not about YouTube, but using YouTube as the vehicle by which it was delivered to me. Uh, mm -hmm. I'm a big Disney fan. Uh, and so I like the, the people to dig into the lore and sort of, sort of the hidden history and stuff too. And one of the people doing it is uh, his, his handle is def defunct land. Now, once again, like this is not something that I am like the sole person who's like the champion of this, like he is very successful. He's doing really well, but what he did in his last episode was extraordinary. It actually, the last sort of documentary he did, um, uh, it was actually probably one of the best documentaries I think I've ever seen. Uh, and, it is, and, it's, and it's really simple. It's called Who Wrote the Disney Channel Theme? Simple enough, right? Like yeah. he just wants to Seems find like out it. who's the guy that wrote basically, dun, 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 dun. That's the Disney Channel theme. Four yeah. notes. Right. And 
he goes on this journey to find out like what this is and then ends up talking to people who've worked like on camera talent for Disney, people behind the scenes, executives, music. He does this this you know deep dive to find out and and the answer keeps eluding him. And so he's going through and then he uh, even though he's 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 a, a voiceover, so he does all the time. He never shows his fa face on camera, but he then is sort of like having this almost existential crisis of like, what if I never, what if I never succeed at this? What if I never find out what this is? And then yeah. and then sort of gets in. It sort of gets into his whole thing about. Uh, am I who am I am I am I just a YouTube guy am I a documentarian am I a filmmaker like it, it really gets enough and then he then takes all these 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 disparate elements and he pulls it together in the end and I was blown away like by how he sort of like wraps this all up I was like almost crying in the way that he sort of like took all of these things that you didn't think were part of it in this silly little documentary thing and brought it together and I and my daughter watched it and had the exact same reaction we were both like going you saw the could you believe that? i mean it's it's really really extraordinary like it, it's amazing for sort of like in this in the sort of like niche fan yeah. thing that he's created this amazing documentary that I, I would say you don't even have to be a disney fan just like as a human being as a creative person just yeah. watch this thing it's like an hour and a half long it's like the length of a movie i like i was more moved by this thing than i was by you know some 250 million dollar yeah. budgeted films it was that's awesome. extraordinary it reminds me of yeah. Dead Eyes, like your stories. It, oh, yeah, okay. kind of that same feeling of Dead Eyes, where he's trying to yeah. figure out why Tom Hanks didn't cast him in Band of Brothers because he said he has dead eyes. And so it's like 30 episodes of investigating and talking to his friends, and it's amazing. It's way better a podcast thing. But you ask, and I, I, I have to just because I just listened to the most recent episode of it that I thought was really fascinating. Uh, Imaginary Worlds podcast. Mm, is okay. a great, great podcast. And the latest episode of the Imaginary Worlds podcast is uh, talking about, this is Eric Malinsky, and it's it's called True Crime Fairy Tale. Was the tale of Hansel and Gretel inspired by a real crime in German history? Uh, and Ooh. goes into following the the uh, this uh, author and researcher later than reportedly the Grimm's would have been uh, writing, but trying to follow and find the house and do the, th and it, it is one of those awesome, uh, like walks down uh, sort of cultural history uh, mm -hmm. with a fun and funny surprise ending. And uh, I, I really, really enjoyed that, that particular episode, but the whole podcast, I think Belinsky does a great, great job with Imaginary Worlds and I highly recommend it, so. Well, there you go. Well, after you've watched all of our, our movies uh, with Powers yes. that Duos didn't work, which don't watch any of those movies. <laughs> Please. There's two other things you can watch that you'll you'll enjoy way more. Right. One to hear, one to right. watch, one right. to listen to. You're going to have a good time. Uh, so thank you both for ever uh, coming on to do a little show with me and for uh, pitching away. So thank you, Chrissy. Thank you, Pete. Um, and thank you to the audience. Uh, so if you're a member, stick around because we got a little things we're going to talk about. Uh, for the rest of you, enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And you know what? Go do something nice for yourself. Thank you. 
I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.